0: That movie sucked. I kind of liked it.
1: Movie Night Crew Network.
0: Stand back, said Lockhart, who was rolling up his jade green sleeves. No, don't, said Harry weakly. But Lockhart was twirling his wand, and a second later had directed it straight at Harry's arm. A strange and unpleasant sensation started at Harry's shoulder and spread all the way down to his fingertips. It felt as though his arm was being deflated he didn't dare look at what was happening. He had shut his eyes, his face turned away from his arm, but his worst fears were realized as the people above him gasped and Colin Creevy began clicking away madly. His arm didn't hurt anymore, but nor did it feel remotely like an arm. Ah, said Lockhart, yes, well, that can sometimes happen, but the point is the bones are no longer broken. That's the thing to bear in mind. So Harry, just toddle up to the hospital wing. Ah, Mr. Weasley, Miss Granger, would you escort him? And Madame Pomfrey will be able to uh, tidy you up a bit. As Harry got to his feet, he felt strangely lopsided. Taking a deep breath, he looked down at his right side. What he saw nearly made him pass out again. Poking out of the end of his robes was what looked like a thick, flesh-colored rubber glove. He tried to move his fingers. Nothing happened. Lockhart hadn't mended Harry's bones he had removed them. <music> chapter 10, the rogue bludger. In this chapter, Harry, Ron, and Hermione manage to get a permission slip from Professor Lockhart to get a book from the restricted section that contains the polyjuice potion recipe. They form a plan for brewing the potion in Moaning Myrtle's out of order bathroom. It's also Harry's first Quidditch match of the year against Slytherin, the first one in which Draco Malfoy is the Slytherin seeker. In the game, right away it's clear that one of the bludgers has been cursed to follow him, I mean, basically try to kill him, and he spends a lot of time avoiding it, and they don't report it because they don't want to forfeit the game. Eventually, it gets him right in the arm, but he has already seen the snitch, and he manages to catch it, winning the game. His arm is broken, though, and Lockhart comes over to fix it, but instead removes all of the bones in Harry's arm. So that's fun for everyone. Harry goes up to the hospital wing. Madame Pomfrey gives him Skelligro to regrow his bones, and he passes out. He's awoken in the middle of the night by Dobby sponging his forehead, and it comes out that Dobby's the one who set the bludger on him. Dobby's the one who prevented him from getting onto platform nine and three quarters. And basically, Dobby's in big, big trouble. Finally, at the end of the chapter, in the middle of the night, McGonagall and Dumbledore come into the hospital wing carrying Colin Creevy, who has been petrified. He wasn't fully killed because he saw his attacker through the lens of his camera, but the film inside is all melted. Dumbledore confirms that the Chamber of Secrets is indeed open again. Also, please note, this is only part one of our discussion about this chapter. We had such a fun time with our extra special guest that we just literally kept talking forever, and I don't want to hold you hostage with a two-hour-long episode, so instead you get two one-hour-long episodes so you can space it out nicely throughout your week, look back for that part two conversation on Friday. Hello, welcome to the restricted section. I am the rogue bludger. Just kidding. I'm your host, Christina. Here we are on the podcast. Brooke, how are you doing today?
1: You know, delicate and upset. So that's how my week's been.
0: Wow. Relatable. Mm. How about you, Andrew? Not too bad. Yeah, on Wednesday, our responses are pretty lackluster, to be perfectly yeah. honest, but whenever we <laughs> record at any other time, it's like such life and figure. And our very special guest today returning to chit-chat about some book stuff, Adol Rafai. How are you doing today, Adol?
2: Blimey, I'm doing great, you bloody git.
0: Nice. Well done. How many times did you practice that in the mirror?
2: None. I should have. Oh, I should have. <laughs> Adel, you fool. You moron. <laughs>
1: You know, um, Adel, I don't know if you know this, but Christina must have hated you to have given you a Quidditch chapter because they are uniformly the worst.
2: <sighs> well, that this sucks to hear. You know what? I had a I had an inkling that that was the case, <laughs> but I was saying, no, Adel, you're being crazy. But well, Brooke, thank you for <laughs> setting things straight. Christina, fuck you. Um, <laughs> Andrew, nice to meet you, but also fuck you. And Brooke, thank you. Uh, you're my one true friend.
0: <laughs> Here for you, bud. Okay, in my defense, like, not much actual Quidditch happens in this chapter, okay? They just happen to be on broomsticks um, as something tries to murder Harry, which is, like, a pretty typical thing to happen in a fucking Harry Potter's world. Let's get to the murder attempt. Okay, so this week we're covering the Rogue Bludger. Classic Harry Potter chapter title. You know exactly what's happening in this one.
2: And, Bludger, I do have to say, Bludger sounds like an old British term for, like, someone who, like, drinks more than ten beers or something. Like, oh, you you Bludger? Like, oh, Rodney's a real Bludger tonight, ain't he? Like, right?
1: Yeah.
3: It sounds like the Bludgers would hang out with the highwaymen. Yes, like, exactly. And like obviously. They're the,
2: they're the hired muscle for the highwaymen. Yes, 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 yes. And obviously, I, I assume Bludger. Well, I guess not obviously. I assume Bludger stems from bludgeon. Um mm-hmm to bludgeon someone make which makes sense but yeah just it because they have so many different british slang in here it just seems like they snuck something in
0: yeah definitely that bitch which is what we call jk rolling these days is not incredibly subtle with her naming system so bludgeon mm-hmm. to bludger seems pretty spot on
1: do y'all have this little pre-chapter illustration of harry with like a wiggly arm <laughs>
0: That's the Scholastic um, paperback edition. I love it. I love it so much. No, I'm reading the Bloomsbury illustrated editions. Which this chapter, the illustrations weren't that great. No wibbly wobbly arm
2: illustrations. While I was reading the chapter, I kind of giggled because it looks like his arm has been enchanted to like try and jerk jerk himself off.
0: But but he's trying to
2: control it. But his arm's like no, no, no. Like it has those (laughs) movement lines of like let me let me do it.
0: Um, have you seen Idle Hands?
2: uh years and years and years ago
0: it it's a very old movie but it's like this stoner kid who i hands not the dev- devils play things so they become mm-hmm. like cursed and start like murdering people and that's it, starts like, it. It. it
2: starts it stars the kid from uh mighty ducks
0: we are completely out of my like realm of okay, okay. Of books Fair and enough. movies but like I, <laughs> I i believe you like well, you, have such, you have such <laughs> conviction <laughs> so the chapter starts in Defense Against the Dark Arts class, Lockhart, reeling from his Cornish pixie debacle, has not brought any more live animals to class. Instead, he reads aloud to them from his many books about himself and makes Harry act out portions.
2: <laughs> Which to I mean, me this is, is thrilling. A- <laughs> this, is, this is thrilling because I am uh, my bread and butter. For anyone who doesn't know, my bread and butter is improv and so, and this is the first time i've read these books a million times this is the first time i realized harry does improv in class and lockhart has him get up and say okay here's the here's the scene uh, <laughs> i'm going to be me and like you're a vampire and like here we go and scene and so i'm like now i want to act out these scenes
0: <laughs> <laughs> but harry's like
1: terrible at it mm-hmm. well harry's basically playing that improv game where you just get sound effects and then you're having to figure it out from there i feel oh, like also true.
2: Maybe like Harry put his arms behind his back and Gilderoy put his arms through Harry's like, <laughs> like the who's line. And then he like put on a chef's hat and tried to bake a cake, but he got egg everywhere. Like real funny <laughs> funny stuff.
0: Wow. <laughs> I, definitely the right tone of like just utter shenanigans. I um, have a real question with this scene
1: that we see get reenacted about the werewolf. Because indeed. is there a charm to cure werewolf? Because if so, that's uh, a major plot hole
3: so there definitely is not and that is specifically said in the third book which could be an oversight by that bitch but i'm pretty sure it's not i'm pretty sure that it is just another example of gilderoy lockhart lying out of his ass
0: i mean Uh, he's probably like i
1: invented this spell well but his stories come from obliviating people like he these are things that actually happen for the most part it's just that he like
0: Forgotified
1: people. So well,
0: don't forget that he is stealing people's stories in order to like novelize them. So mm-hmm. he probably fudged some of the details. So it's probably like, oh yeah, the werewolf just got like medicated. <laughs> but Lockhart's like, that is not satisfying.
3: <laughs> well, and it does bring up an interesting point too, because he published a book saying that he used a very specific charm to cure lycothram- lycotham werewolf like you you got it so you would think that if he put this out and there wasn't a known cure for it that every single person would be like hey um can we get that
0: (laughs) yeah
3: i'm an outcast of society i would really appreciate not to be um will help yeah (laughs) i do want to say the best i think my new favorite
2: line of dialogue it's not even a line of dialogue my new favorite sentence in the entire series now Is where it says harry was uh doing the improv with lockhart and then it says harry was hauled to the front of the class during the very next defense against the dark arts lesson this time acting a werewolf now i don't know if this is a typo in my book or if this is like how (laughs) brits talk this time acting a werewolf i've heard the term acting a fool but (laughs) acting a werewolf just it just sounds like improper grammar and i just love the phrase acting werewolf which is going to be my new go-to
0: harry you come at me acting a werewolf acting a werewolf
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh so the reason that harry is putting up with this as the introvert he is is because they need something from professor lockhart as a reminder the last chapter ended with the trio being like we need to get into the restricted section lightning um, crashed
2: thunder <laughs> <laughs> clown horn
0: the name of the podcast and then they're- and then they're like we need a teacher's note uh what teacher are we going to get to sign that note they're going to have to be really stupid and then it's like a smash cut to Gilderoy lockhart's class <laughs> Um, so that's why harry's putting up with he's trying to butter up lockhart so that they can get this note and then at the end of class just like a fun note lockhart assigns the homework of composing a poem about his defeat of the werewolf
1: and the best one gets not a grade as classes work but a signed (laughs) copy of magical me a book which they all already have to own because it's on the list
0: indeed we, he took this job just to drive book sales, okay?
3: <laughs> this guy's gotta, truly a sociopath. You, yes. You gotta wonder, did he just bring like four trunks full of just all different copies of his books?
0: Probably. I, w- I work at a small press and I tell my authors to keep a carton of books in their trunk.
3: And how big is a carton of books? I've never heard of that like unit th- of measure before. Like
0: 30
1: or 40, depending on the 30, book.
2: 30 or 40 ounces.
1: Is that a metric carton?
2: Okay.
0: All right. <laughs> so this a carton math-
2: cigarettes is, uh, let's see, twenty-five. 24- This minutes.
0: math talk cigarettes, is pissing me off.
1: So,
2: I feel like Gilderoy Lockhart, and correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like he's the type of guy who would sign a book, he would sign his own autograph and then sell it on eBay. Yeah. Oh, just to get it in circulation, of course. Yeah. <laughs> He'd have a dummy account and then, yeah, sell them on eBay.
1: He would well, sell it to I, himself on eBay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just for the... um prestige mm-hmm. like oh this sold for a million dollars yeah what would the <laughs> wizard version of ebay be called
2: oh boy um well, i guess wizard bay is the unoriginal answer. <laughs> 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 who gun to my head i guess wizard bay i don't <laughs> christina <laughs> I, I you you hate me by having me on this episode so i'm not gonna give my best i mean i'm gonna give 10 percent. <laughs> so, so i guess wizard
1: bay
0: I, i'm just thinking of the the tape joke that Brooke loves so
1: much. Mm. that I just can't get over that. I, I mean, the other thing though, is that like with the concept of eBay, obviously it requires an, an internet platform. I'm imagining that the wizard version would have to be just like flu powder. Like everybody mm. like flu powders just their head. Cause we know they can do that. Just their head into a room and then just <laughs> shouts bids at someone. Yep.
0: yep. Wait a minute. I'll a
2: else in here. I guess if there was fairies running it, it would be E-Fay.
0: Oh, I like that. Okay, that's it. That's that's official now, and we're sticking with it. And we're sticking with it. <laughs> I don't think we encounter fairies anywhere else in this book series.
2: Mm, maybe Cornish during what,
0: pixies.
2: Maybe during like one of the World Cup matches or something. Mm. They're flying I, or something
1: like that.
3: I think during the fourth book. When they during the Yule Ball, they go into the garden and I'm pretty sure they yeah. mention the fairies being used as an artificial life source.
0: Well done, or a Andrew. Light source. Yeah, it's like Christmas lights, basically, but they're yeah. not allowed to have electricity, so it has to be fairies.
3: Right. Well, I we, we all know that wizards are absolutely fine with slavery, as we'll see later on in the chapter. Mm-hmm. So I'm yeah. I'm sure that, you know, abusing another animal of I guess lower intelligence by locking them in a cage for a light source. I mean, that's that's not I mean it's still bad but I mean is it worse than controlling a sentient being these are the questions we need to answer
0: Yeah this is deep stuff well let's get there Okay so at the end of class the golden trio gets the note Hermione does what Hermione does best kisses some ass and gets shit done and then he just gives it he doesn't even look he just he's like yes <laughs> Take with me. his special signing quill his like extra flourish peacock clock quill
1: that he whips out of nowhere to be like well let me if it's gonna be a signature my dear woman let me make it a signature
0: (laughs) one of my favorite things about the books that you don't get in the movies at all is like i think what really makes ron's character so well-rounded in the books is like a bunch of tiny details like harry and hermione are out here doing like grand big things that are like you can write them down in a history book but ron is a great character because it's like It's like Lockhart mistook Ron's look of disgust for interest and went on to like explain this ridiculous quill.
3: And the best part about that is we know from the movies, Rupert Grint was so good at doing these overly exaggerated expressions on his face, which just makes it even better because you know that the look that Lockhart mistook was not subtle. It was not like, oh, my gosh. It was a flat out like <laughs> jaw on the floor, eyes wide in disgust. Like
0: it has to be like you know how like when you're like sobbing hysterically, it's like it, you almost look like you're laughing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like vice versa.
2: Hey, real quick, Christina, are you okay?
0: Yeah, I'm okay.
2: <laughs> okay. I'll any be se- okay. Any sentence that starts with "You know when you're sobbing."
0: Hysterically <laughs> 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 you're okay, we, we all, because... we've all been there. <laughs>
3: Some of us more times than others. So, you
1: know. <laughs> um, I love that we get equipped like right as they get the signature where Lockhart basically has his moment of like, I could have gone pro, man. I was <laughs> asked to try out for the footage <laughs> National Squad. I could have gone pro. Which
3: actually, uh, now, Adal and Brooke, you weren't uh, on the recording for this, but we just recorded one of our uh, Patreon bonus episodes. Uh, that was a Behind the Bastards themed episode. And uh, I kind of did a deep dive into Gilderoy Lockhart, and that's actually one of the things that he said he was going to do by the time that he graduated uh, Hogwarts, was to actually be on the national team for Britain. So now, in a magical way, he has transformed the lie into a purposefully uh, rejected opportunity,
1: Mm.
3: which is amazing.
0: Definitely knows how to spin a story. Man, this man... Is all talk and no walk at all. It's funny, Brooke. Lockhart is a Slytherin Ravenclaw cusp, which I think you are too. And it's funny because you guys are like total opposites. Because he's all walk, no talk. Nope. You are. I don't, I don't know.
1: I don't know that we're total opposites if you look at my high school self. and that's I think fair, that, sweetie. I think that, well, no. I think that that's the developmental level that Goldura Lockhart lives in. It's just like... Maybe like a junior in high school where he's like, hey, I've got experience under my belt. And I'm like, just about to go take the world by storm. And then he doesn't get into his dream college and he doesn't get into the NFL. And
0: then it just all spirals from there. We were all compulsive liars when we were juniors in high school. Let's be real. Kids are (laughs) psychopaths. Oh, for (laughs) sure. That's when I did most of my hysterical sobbing. So so yeah, Lockhart. He he just like can't let a com he can't like let a single sentence go by without making it about him. I know we've all like known those people before, and it's like oh my god, like I can tell.
2: I just want to say I've known people like that. So, <laughs> wow. I, I well, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just I just want to say like I've known people like that. If that makes sense.
1: I was well, just, like, see I've known people like that. Hold on, Christina. Huh, see I've known people like that, but like they okay. were like that, but it was like twin like ten times worse, probably ten times you know worse than that.
3: I'd and brooke you know it's funny that you say that i've known people like that but i've known uh, like 50 times as many because like they're just all around me. i'm sorry pr- price of rights, rights rules
2: price of rights rules uh, i've known uh, 51 times that so
1: <laughs> <laughs> right should, and then I, I
2: just had like a really sorry if you could shut up for a second. i just <laughs> had such a i just had such like a wild interesting life and it just uh, i just feel like anytime i step out the door it's just like things are wild and i guess i guess i'm unique in that i guess i'm unique in that uh, um things happen to me
0: invited Lockhart on this podcast. <laughs> who would The you sentence, have? sentence that I was trying to say is we all have <laughs> that one friend who, as you're talking to them, you can tell that they're just waiting for you to stop so they can start.
2: <laughs> That's the number one. The number one rule of improv is that you're supposed to listen to understand versus listening to react. So versus watching yeah. someone's mouth, waiting for it to stop and then launching into the shit you've wanted to say for three minutes, you're supposed to like fully digest and, and like active listen. So that you're listening to understand versus listening to respond.
0: Interesting. That explains why there's so many weird pauses in improv where people are just processing. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs>
2: <laughs> who? So obviously Kenneth Brana, Brana, played Lockhart. If he had not, uh, who would we, be like perfect casting? Because the way we, we just, already did
0: this, we did oh, really? this one? Okay. Yeah, we no, did no this but we have the we have, have the perfect
1: answer. answer. Yeah, okay. and it's Matt Barry.
2: Oh, from Broadway. From Wait. What
1: We Do in the Shadows, the TV show.
2: Oh, yes, 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 yes. I'm thinking it's Matthew
0: ones. Barry. Okay, and like ever since we decided that with like our social media following, I I read all the lines in his voice now. Just like, Harry, Harry, Harry. Like the, <laughs> the presentational way yeah. that um he is and what we do in the show. What the f- I always forget his name, Laszlo.
1: Yeah.
0: It confuses me because it has an S next to a Z and I'm like, what is this? But, um, yeah, I think, I think, and that's we a also, a runner up was Jack Black.
2: Okay. I, can I see think that.
0: we are agreeing that Lockhart really should be chubbier than Kenneth Branagh.
2: I was thinking like, there's a bit, there's a, there's a part of me that's like, Will Ferrell would be perfect. Cause he's such a good, like, oh blowhard. He, he's such a good blowhard and he's like the perfect amount of like bravado with like talking out of his ass.
0: Nothing on, like, to back yeah.
2: up. Yes. Yeah. 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 Just
0: like so oblivious. Mm. Uh,
3: I think the perfect Lockhart movie would have half of the scenes with Will Ferrell and the other half with John C. Riley, and they never address the fact that there's two different actors playing the same role. Perfect. And it's not like a younger and older. It's just every scene, they switch it up. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> so
2: also, we're we- so creative. Andrew, I just want to say I love your terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> What a bad idea, but I'll support it because I'm being fake right now.
3: <laughs> can, can we also agree that Lockhart is the type of person that if Twitter was a thing in the wizarding world would end every single tweet with hashtag blessed? Oh, uh-huh. yes. Oh, yes. 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 Yes.
1: Okay. I think he would use hashtag magical me. He would be the kind of guy that was trying to brand his own hashtag, you know, where he's like, That's if amazing. you want to talk
0: to me directly, hashtag magical me. If you have a memory of me doing something incredible, tweet about it with hashtag Magical Me. And
2: he'd and, he'd be the guy who's like walking into like magical cafes, being like, "You're all sheep for wearing a mask, <laughs> like ah." Yeah.
3: And
0: then um, you, everyone,
3: yeah. Uh, Why would you wear a mask and hide this smile? I'm really doing more for you by not wearing a mask. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you're magical enough, coronavirus doesn't even fuck with you.
3: Christina, <laughs> is that you? Really talking?
1: Yep, that's wow. that's her.
2: shitty for you to say.
1: It's magical We're
2: all joking around and then you drop that bullshit? Wow.
0: (laughs) We're moving on. We're going to the restricted section. It's brief, but we go there. Well, Um, technically, Madame Pomfrey goes there. Hermione won't let go. Hermione
1: will not let go of the the signed page. She is still so deep in the fangirl hole Mm -hmm. that she cannot turn over the slip.
2: That's also that's also good sort of like she's literally holding on to that slip. But I feel like throughout the whole series, metaphorically, she holds on to receipts. Like, I feel like there'll be <laughs> like in book five. Somebody will say something and she'll be like, um, in book one, actually, you did this. And like, <laughs> fuck you. Like, I feel like she's the one who like keeps receipts.
0: That is so true. Also, I think it's just like the intersection of Hermione's two favorite things right now. Professor Lockhart and the library. She's oh, like, yeah. she's like, this is my niche hot boys at the
2: library it's like a hot bath and white wine um <laughs> i don't remember again i've read these books so many times but i until this till this read through this chapter i never remember them introducing the librarian uh is, is she someone that comes back several times
3: uh she yeah. comes back a few times
2: And
0: we uh, met her, we met her officially in the previous book
3: okay
2: they, they like,
0: did like a little bit of a proper introduction like madam pince or something what's her name yeah madam pince did they describe her they really don't describe like many of the adults like even like professor McGonagall, it's like she has like a severe bun and it's like it's only like the outliers like dumbledore gets like gets literally like 20 sentences about how dope he looks in the first chapter
2: i was just very excited because i'm like i never realized i never noticed the description of the the librarian and then i read it and it's like Hey, here's Jeff. And like, he's got books like there's no <laughs> there's no I, I want details like I want I want to I want to picture them in my mind's eye.
0: Details. I want to know details.
3: The, the only thing they really say about her is that she basically treasures the books more than human life. She's multiple, like a
0: book Nazi.
2: Very
3: much so. Very much so. And I'm so like, yeah.
2: Christina, I do, oh boy, how do I say this? I do want to go back to your song you just sang. Um, details, I want to know details. Cause yeah, you recognize I, that song? No. Oh, really? Is that a real song?
0: <laughs> um, it, that song, like many of the jokes I make in my life are, it's from Bob's Burgers. Oh,
2: okay. <laughs> There's the sign? band
0: Boys For Now, and they have this song that's like, i'm so interested in you and then it's like what's your mom's name and your dad what'd you have for breakfast girl
2: (laughs) that's outstanding i thought you just made it up and i was like well i'm gonna make her sing the full song (laughs) (laughs) now i won't bother because it's an actual song
0: well and i sang much of it anyway so (laughs) (laughs) win-win Uh, okay, so they go to the fucking restricted section. I'm harping on it because that's the name of our podcast.
1: Wow. Wait, what?
0: <laughs> the restricted section! Okay, and then they get the book. They get the book, and they go to the bathroom. They go to Moaning Myrtle's bathroom because nobody goes in there, and it's good for privacy.
3: Can we pause for a second? Because I don't know about you, but if I was in a in a school with so many other children... If there was one bathroom that I knew that no one used, I don't give a shit if it's male or female. I'm using it.
0: That, that's the poop bathroom. My bathroom. The
3: poop that bathroom. Oh, bathroom. Yeah. The pooping oh, yeah. bathroom.
0: That yeah. is the poop bathroom.
3: Yeah. If or I live in a wor-
0: or the hookup bathroom. Yep.
3: Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, if I Both know at that the same I live time. in a world, <laughs> 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 if I live in a world where I know ghosts exist, then I'm not gonna care if they know that I'm shitting because why would you care? So I'm just gonna. Use that bathroom all the goddamn time.
2: And because there ain't nothing wrong with a little pooping fuck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, did you just make that song up?
2: No, it's from uh, what's another animated show? King of the Hill.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hank sings it
3: to Bill, right? I believe.
2: <laughs> yeah, Hank sings it to Bill, and then Bill uh, misinterprets the lyrics and sings it to Boomhauer, and Boomhauer gets it all
3: wacky. <laughs> But somehow Dale actually gets the right lyrics after hearing Boomhauer sing the wrong lyrics.
2: Andrew, so. I'm going to stop you there. I haven't watched a single episode. I only know <laughs> <laughs> the, the only We're things only I know. Him. The only things I know are the name Boom Boomhauer, and then somebody on the show goes, "Damn it, Bobber." And that's all I know. That's all I know.
0: <laughs> Andrew was Hank Hill for last Halloween, so that's his level oh, there of dedication. You go. That's um. Okay, but Andrew, like, I'm, I agree with you. That would probably be my poop bathroom, too. But just picture this. You accidentally choose the wrong toilet. And Moni Myrtle is taking a nap around the U-Bend. And you just drop a dookie right through her sleeping body. And then you get the world's worst, saddest bidet right up your butthole when <laughs> she loses her shit.
3: <laughs> you know what I say to that, Christina? I say shit happens.
0: <laughs> oh, you know what God. I say to that? And it I just say-
3: happened in that toilet, so... <laughs> And what
2: I say to it is, bidet, sir. I said bidet. <laughs> <laughs> what is So hold on. Do we know it is the lore and legend that Moaning Myrtle has to live in the toilet? Oh, is it like
0: It's where she, she died. She we, but, I,
2: I know she died there, but does and she's like she has to haunt the bathroom, I guess. Does she have to haunt, live in the toilet? Certainly not like the rest fetish. of the okay.
1: the, re- the rest of the ghosts in the castle roam free. They're yeah, all near, free range ghosts. Yeah.
2: Nearly Headless Nick is an and uh, real quick, Brooke. Thank you for bringing that up. I can I just say the best t- tasting ghosts are free range ghosts. You can taste <laughs> it. if a ghost is like caged, you can taste it.
1: Look, like, antibiotic free, mm-hmm. not GMO, uh-huh. free range ghost. Thanks. I don't, I don't touch anything else for brunch.
3: Mm-hmm. Wellness. It, it's best when you can tell that it was a free spirit, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> nearly free range. How can you be nearly free
0: range? <laughs> it's
1: when they take the cage and they just move it around to give them more grazing room. <laughs> God,
0: what the fuck were you talking about? I think we established um, Myrtle is not Moni- confined to the bathroom, but okay, she yeah. is. She has like manifested as sort of like a water spirit. That's oh. like how she connects to like the yeah. physical world. So. That's her. That's her thing. She just feels comfortable there. And she in, in the tears, uh,
3: yeah, she does occasionally get flushed down into the uh, uh, lake. They say, which is very disturbing because that means that some of the Hogwarts plumbing
0: all of it posits like.
3: it into the lake, which is not okay. There's a squid in there.
0: And also, and Harry people goes swimming. Yeah. Th- okay. Wait. We don't have. We don't and, have
2: dive <laughs> Well, hold on, Christina. We do have time for. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because real quick, I think squid. I think squid and merpeople people is a euphemism for shit. Like I'm gonna go drop a squid <laughs> in the lake, or like I'm gonna go talk with. I'm gonna go sing with the merpeople. people. That's what
1: it <laughs>
3: means. Sorry sing
2: guys mer
1: people the is surely a mob term Like I want them singing <laughs> with the people.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry guys I gotta go drop a giant squid off at the lake If you know what I mean <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I feel like singing like the people is like a huge diss for people who can't sing no good Because outside of water mermaid song is like blah, 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 blah.
2: <laughs> Well that just sounds like Norwegian metal <laughs> 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 Oh
0: Oh <laughs> oh shit okay well they're in the fucking bathroom and myrtle is there she's sobbing hysterically they ignore her pretty part for the course honestly she's acting a werewolf <laughs>
1: she's a- girl you're acting a werewolf right now okay Keep it's, it's that together. time of the month you just
0: <laughs> act in a werewolf
2: it's the full moon in your pants if you know what i mean
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay but here's a question they're like let's go to the bathroom no one mm-hmm. will come in moating myrtle is the only person who's there do you think Mony Myrtle would tattle on them. She like, I don't think she does in this book, but like, do you think she would given the opportunity?
2: A hundred percent. I think she is a oh boy. Let me try and remember this name. The, the mean girl from the, the titular mean girl from the mean girls, Regina George. She, yeah. she's basically Regina George. And I feel like she can turn on switch and act empathetic and nice, but she basically loves gossip. And that's, and she's stuck. She, she's like arrested uh, development. She's like always an adolescent mm-hmm. brain. So I think she loves gossip and she loves to like spread rumor.
1: Interesting. She's also so sad though. I could see her like giving away secrets for like attention, like positive mm-hmm. attention, or you a know, cute boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's the strength because she thinks Harry's the cute boy. And I think that's why she doesn't
0: tattle on that. It protects him so that she can watch him in the bathtub in two years. Yeah. Well, you gotta play I, the long con. Yeah. <laughs> I'm
3: sorry guys, but I've got, I have a hard disagree because Myrtle, everything we've ever heard about Myrtle, when she describes when she was alive, is she was that that person who is just constantly like, everyone's against me, and no matter how true it might be, she just constantly reflects on that. And so I think she's probably gone to Dumbledore so many times with like, just bullshit, not real complaints. That it's probably like the boy who cried wolf. They just look at Myrtle and they're like, "Yeah, I'm sure people are brewing polyjuice potion in the bathroom. <laughs> you know, this hyper advanced potion. Yeah, oh yes, yeah, second years are doing it. Right, gotcha. We'll get someone on that ASAP." So
2: they're gaslighting her. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no wonder she's always
2: sobbing.
0: Well, she's made of gas, so.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Christina, I want to be mad at you, but I can That was a good one. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
0: All right. So they are looking at the recipe in the... Is it called a recipe? Yeah, right?
1: Yeah, they say recipe. (laughs) Okay.
0: Um, They're flipping through. Hermione's like listing things aloud, all these crazy ingredients. She says, quote, this is the most complicated potion I've ever seen, which you know that bitch has seen some complicated potions. She does way too much reading all the time. So I don't know how to do this.
1: I was surprised by the revelation of the fact that there's like a student closet of potion supplies that they can just go make potions from whenever because that seems like unusually dangerous, even for Hogwarts.
2: I think they reference that a few times, right? Where it's like, it's like the supplies closet. So it's like, grab whatever you need from there. But then there's also like Snape's secret stash. Right.
0: (laughs) I was wondering about this too. And I wonder if, if like, if it's like four potions class, they have like a cupboard and like the next time they're making potions in class, they can just like grab other things. You know what I mean?
3: Well, I think what it is is we hear about them buying a whole bunch of shit, but we never hear them buying like specific potions ingredients. So I'm willing to bet the majority of the stuff that they make, it's supplied. So I think it's one of those Like HelloFresh? Like <laughs> yeah, yes.
0: We are uh, not sponsored by HelloFresh, but HelloFresh, if you're listening. I yeah, love your stuff. Hello, I, Potions.
1: We drop all the ingredients for the latest potions right to your door. You
0: know, I have to say, I'm
2: sponsored by Hello Fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Please check out HelloFresh slash <laughs> Alarify
0: to
2: get zero uh, percent off your next order.
3: You might get an error. Don't believe it. They know yeah, yeah. it went through. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, they. So, but there are some things that they're gonna have to steal for this potion, and for some reason, Hermione is just so into it.
3: And even that harry's a fairly wealthy young dude why can't they just mail order everything i
0: just i think they just don't know yet that mail order is a thing <laughs> they have owls that's how they order every, like they get
1: newspapers via owl he got a broom dropped off in the first book do you think there's but like an age restriction buy, on he it he didn't
0: buy the broom though I think Harry's so fucking dumb, dude. I don't know, I don't know what Hermione's excuse is, but Harry's just like, well, I've never seen a catalogue for potion supplies, so it must not exist.
3: <laughs> well, I, I think they just, just don't give a hoot. Damn
0: Ow They'd yeah. rather just like fuck Snape in the process. They're like, no, we're not gonna pay for this. What the <laughs> fuck?
2: Was it serious about him the the nimbus? No. McGonagall. Sirius McGonagall.
0: buys him the Firebolt.
2: That's right. Okay. Yes, yes, yes.
0: McGonagall bought him the Nimbus 2000. Unclear if she used his money or if that has to the be. school paid for she it. Broke
2: some
3: ethics rule. Oh yeah. For
2: sure.
0: I mean, she does a lot for Quidditch. Okay. Excuse
3: it had been seven years since they won the Quidditch or House Cup. She had a reason.
2: Yeah, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> sports, sports reign supreme. um It is wild that wizards and magic like uh, all these magical creatures still rely on print newspaper. Even though the pictures move, it's like, I don't fucking know. Like that's, that's outdated technology. Like moving like 3d pictures.
1: They don't have any access to technology. It's yeah. like they don't have electricity and stuff. Magic
0: makes it go haywire, which is super that's convenient right. for the aesthetic of <laughs> this book series.
3: Right. <laughs> I- I've still got a pet theory that what's going on there is it's kind of like uh I know some comedian has a joke about this but uh, it's like, kind of like the amish like they reached a certain point of development and they were like this is the peak this is all we need mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. i I, th- I think my confusion with it is that there aren't more papers
0: and like magazines <laughs> just that. the one we don't it's get just that the we don't get prophet. that like um that like party leaning versus you know the are graph- we
3: forgetting the quibbler <laughs>
0: Oh, and, and Witches Weekly, because mm-hmm. Gilbert
1: Lockhart wins the most charming smile award.
2: You know Five Witches times. Weekly is like, that's their Playboy. Come
3: on. <laughs> oh no, that's <laughs> no, that's their people magazine.
1: Oh, I really? think it's I, their
0: Cosmo. I, I was gonna say Home and Home and Garden. Is that what it's Homes and Garden? Twelve
3: potions to drive him
2: <laughs> wild. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like Cosmo though, yeah. I learned a lot about sex from Cosmo, okay. Like oh, that's so sad. Oh, the American
1: sex head system is broken.
0: Okay, but Cosmo is real. Okay, like they will tell you what's up. Okay,
1: I see. Cosmo once actually recommended using teeth in a blowjob to switch things up. So Yum. no. Okay, and putting All an right. ice
3: cube in your mouth to, during a blowjob to change
1: like, things up.
0: That and ice hot, sauce. Thing and hot sauce. And hot sauce. Well, I didn't, <laughs> well, hold I didn't on. do the hot sauce thing.
2: You put an ice cube in your mouth when you use teeth on a blowjob because if you cut uh, <laughs> the, the skin, you want to cool it down to uh to then apply a bandaid. Andrew, I do want to circle back because (laughs) andrew had a andrew said something great which he said he compared this to the amish and i just want to say i truly believe because i just thought of it in the moment i truly believe that harry potter is basically the witness have y'all ever seen the movie the witness
0: no i haven't
2: very long time it's like a kid a kid no i don't think so it's like a thriller it's like a kid (laughs) witnesses a murder or something or someone someone witnesses a murder and so they hide him amongst the amish to protect him yeah. And so I feel like this protection. Yeah. And so I feel like Harry Potter, you know, I feel like he's being hidden amongst the magical. Okay. Oh, hold I've, on. It, it, it's falling movie. apart in front of my eyes. But- and then, <laughs> and
0: then it turns out that the elders in the village are the monsters, right? No, that's the, village. that's the village.
2: That's the village. I know People. I was
0: making a joke. I want to make it clear that I was <laughs> just make a joke. good jokes
2: then. Yeah. <laughs> Heather,
0: <laughs> you have no right. <laughs> The, so guy, the guy, yeah, the
2: guy who says "Who gives a
1: hoot?"
2: Like, <laughs> turns around and says, "Make good jokes." Unbelievable! Unfucking believable!
1: This is—I will say—like props to this being one of the few books where they're like, "It's not Snape, guys; it's Malfoy." But it's one of—it's th- <laughs> one of the few where they're like not immediately like Snape's doing it. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think that's too obvious, and also just. To remind everyone, Draco Malfoy has been belligerently screaming slurs for like 100 pages now. Okay. So it's like, it's not a stretch.
2: Yeah. He is, Malfoy's like the original Boogaloo boy. Oh, God, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's got the Teeny
1: Torch. (laughs) On a side quest, Boogaloo side quest, kill Mm -hmm. all the Mm mudbloods. And
0: this is 1992. So like, nobody's calling him out for his language use. This is so long ago.
3: Yeah. So, is Slytherin just Covington High School? Is, high is that what's going on here? Like, there's I don't a few gay joke. people, but. Oh, really? The the kids that went on the field trip and, like, mocked the indigenous uh, oh, yeah, yeah. peoples? Oh, yeah, I, did, yeah. I just didn't know the high school.
0: Yeah. I still don't, I don't know where I don't read. Huh. I'll Google hey. it later.
2: <laughs> Andrew, it sounds like you're pretty well versed in these racist kids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like to keep track
3: of my inmi- enemies. Yeah.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. For just ten cents a day, you can support a
0: racist high schooler. <laughs> 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 all right, guys. All right, all right. We're in the when bathroom. Privilege
3: isn't enough. They need ten cents a day.
0: <laughs> we're in the bathroom. Well, actually, we're not. We kind of got to the end of that scene. Well, okay. Let me ask you this before we get out of the bathroom. Yes. Hermione is like, let's let's trick a teacher. To get this potion we're not supposed to be able to do and let's steal these ingredients to like trick another student into confessing something to us. What is happening? Is she maturing? Is she just becoming more chill because she has friends now? Is this personal because she is a muggle born?
3: Yeah, this is her trying to survive. I need to figure this out before someone who I don't know comes to kill me.
1: I think that that bitch just realized in the first book she made her a little too insufferable, and so in this book she has
0: flaws. Mm, Which, well done.
2: Yeah, it's almost like I just recently wa- rewatched the Simpsons episode where like Homer has Mr. Burns's bear, like teddy bear, and he's like, uh, "We'll ask him for one million dollars," and then Marge goes, "No, we'll ask for one million dollars," and then tell him to double it, and everyone like it's like needle off the record, and they all look at her, and she <laughs> goes, "What? Can I be greedy?" it's it's just like a one-off thing of like she never does that again in the rest of the series you know 26 seasons and she never repeats that i feel like (laughs) just in that moment it's like wouldn't it be fun if marge just was acted this way it's it's not in her personality at all yeah
1: i think it's also a nice challenge for hermione like it's an incredibly complicated potion she loves doing complicated shit she loves learning so that's all wrapped into it and then on top of it she Like, just really, she's got a beef with Malfoy. That's very well established at this point. And then also, I think she's trying to see how much she can get away with in terms of turning into other people and sneaking into other common rooms. Mm -hmm. Because I could see Hermione just really enjoying brewing complicated potions for fun and then just like sneaking about to learn
0: more things. It's definitely yeah like a um like a very scholarly way to break the rules. It's like having an uh, a fake ID so you can go vote or whatever.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> Spending the time to crack the code on the SAT just so you don't have to actually know the stuff on the SAT. Mm-hmm. Her mind is bored
2: she's bored by typical stereotypical education. Like to her she needs to go to, like a Montessori school and I feel mm-hmm. like this this is leading up to her getting what is it book through you and she gets the time turner. Yeah. Right. Because after she gets a time turner, she's insufferable where it's just like, I'm, I get whatever I want. I'm clearly the number one student. I
0: quit this class because I'm not good at it. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I have different, I have a different set of rules. Like I'm being judged on a different basis than anyone else because I, you know, I I have to actively, like I said, Montessori school or like, like uh, have to almost like Scientology. It's like I do rather than whatever that is. Right. Um, So I think she just (laughs) gets bored and Dumbledore has her on a, a special track that nobody else knows about and is never mentioned in the books.
0: Yeah, you you raise a good point that like, I think Hermione in the first book was really trying to impress people, but I think by now she's starting to realize exactly what her intelligence gets her. People are always Mm -hmm. like, top of her year, top grades, Hermione Mm -hmm. Granger can do no wrong. Even Lockhart in this very chapter is like, I'll sign anything for you, top of her class. Mm -hmm. So she's like, watch what I can do. Let's go to the Quidditch game. It's called a match. The book calls it a match. Does Harry ever not wake up nervous for a quidditch match
1: because it seems like every time we enter a quidditch scenario Harry wakes up with knots in his stomach barely able to eat a scrap of toast this boy
0: <laughs> the, th- the thing with Harry is that he performs very well it's the anxiety beforehand that is like so much worse for him than the actual gameplay
2: Did you read that in Cosmo <laughs> hey. it happens to all quidditch players
0: I read Everybody that Everybody gets a little anxiety it's okay <laughs> I read that in a book I just finished about introverts. Aww, I mean, it's called called Quiet.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I grew up playing football and wrestling all throughout middle school and high school, and I I can honestly say I don't think I ever had a day that I had a like a match or a game that I did not wake up with at least like a five or six out of ten on the anxiety scale.
0: Yeah, I think that.
3: So I, I don't think that's too crazy a thing.
0: Yeah. It it is it does get formulaic though the writing.
2: Yeah, well, I would say based on his history during Quidditch games, he should be uh, fucking nervous. Like, yeah,
0: he's like, I'll probably faint during this one, or my broom will turn against me, or PTSD.
2: Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Honestly, it's a miracle he gets through so many years of Quidditch without 100%. dying and or giving up.
2: And it's and it's amazing. This is still a sport for kids.
0: <laughs> All of it. That's like yeah.
2: that's like if, if in grade school they're like, cool. Do you want to play basketball? Or MMA, <laughs> like what?
1: We also have this uh, old car. You guys can just go at it with bats if you're into yeah. that.
3: So I, I'm guessing uh, there, there's a game. I, I want to say it's Gobstones that's mentioned in the books that they they like expanded upon in some of the uh, expanded universe. Where, if I remember correctly, people have some sort of like cauldron attached to their head, and they have to catch things in it. And it's supposed to be like way more dangerous than Quidditch. So actually, like, if I remember correctly, Quidditch is not even the most dangerous of the sports that they do at Hogwarts. But that's not like an official house team sport. Mm. It's a club sport.
0: Definitely the accompanying book, Quidditch Through the Ages, has a lot of like really horrifying history to like how Quidditch came about and like what different balls used to be made out of. and like Oh, a bird. Yeah, well, an actual (laughs) bird for sure. And, and like, all of the other games, like, in the area and stuff, so. Yeah. <clears throat> Wait, is, did a bird used to be the snitch? The yes.
1: snidget.
3: It was a snidget bird snidget. that was a very quick, flying, fat bird that they used to use to catch instead of a golden snitch.
0: This is fine. This is fine.
1: This is... Sorry, it's just blowing my mind because I love Magic Tavern
0: so much, and in Magic Tavern. Ah, uh, indeed.
2: <laughs> I, literally, I literally almost said, like, this sounds like Mittens, and then I was like, I don't <laughs> know if anybody will get that reference. <laughs>
0: um, yes, it, I mean, the rules of Quidditch are
1: similarly ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so we get a classic uh, Hollywood pep talk. Oh, yeah.
0: All doom and gloom. Get to that snitch before Malfoy or die trying. Die trying (laughs) is so strong. This is not even the final. Harry Harry will do that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's not even the final. And it's just like, you will get to that snitch or die trying. And the only reason they say that is because they're sad that Daddy Malfoy bought Nace brooms.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I would say mad. They're in a rage.
3: And this actually brings up a good point, too, because... All of his first year, Harry was flying on the best broom available. And all before the Quidditch match, all he's talking about is, we got to fly against this team with the best damn broom on the market." It's like, bro, that was you last year. Like, yeah, but you a can't whole complain team, about that.
0: But the whole team. And then, yeah, it's like just one better. That sucks. It does. Here's
2: my biggest qualm is that it kind of sucks that they never had a brand called the Lambroom Gini. <laughs> I feel like that should be the fastest one. I'll go ahead and uh, bow out of the show. Thank you so much for having me. I've yes. been out of a pie. Um,
1: whew, well, we had to make the Quidditch chapter interesting somehow. I guess puns are
0: fine. Um, <laughs> puns are fine.
2: How insane is it that who who's refing the game is Pomfrey?
0: No, it's um Hooch. wait okay, it's Madam Hooch, who is Hooch. described in this chapter as the Quidditch teacher, which is so incorrect.
2: If you, if you quote unquote, teach Quidditch, if you are the referee or umpire, whatever it is, how do you not notice that a bludger is specifically like bombarding one person? Like she should immediately be removed from anything to do with Quidditch. She should be put on leave for as a teacher under investigation. Like this shit is bonkers that no one steps in to be like, how do you know the rules of Quidditch and you can't notice that this bludger is only going after Harry?
0: For sure, especially because she's described as having hawk-like eyes. Yeah. <laughs> but but let's get there. Okay, so they go. They, the, uh, the, uh, the, the What does his pep talk. They walk out onto the pitch. Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff are also cheering for Gryffindor because they want to see Slytherin lose. Why? Slytherin hatred for no they're reason. They're
1: also not allowed to have their own personalities. They're just there to support the Gryffindors. There's are there support
0: <laughs> the Gryffindors. Oh, h- hold on
3: really quick. Christina, you said for no reason? I think there's plenty of reasons. Slytherins are assholes. They're assholes to everyone in this book. I'm not saying that all of them are, but as a whole, they're portrayed as being assholes to everyone.
0: I think think that I'm critiquing not the Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff's reaction, but the way J.K. Rowling was like, let's just have a house of evil, people.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I also, I feel like last time I was on this podcast, I mentioned how Gryffindor I think is the most boring. Was that? Yeah. I that? Yeah, yeah. I feel strongly that Gryffindor is just so. I just hate the Gryffindor personalities. Because
0: if you'll like- remember, Brooke is about to get married in less than a month to a Gryffindor. I'm the so most boring. Gryffindor. No, no, no. We all know.
2: I'll be here for your divorce party. <laughs> oh, a um, thing. <thanks. laughs> I hope you know I was joking. Um, Same as I- the
1: Bachelorette. We're <laughs> trashing a hotel room in Miami. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs>
2: acting a werewolf, girl. <laughs> but I feel like there is this sense of like let's have the rest let's have everyone just like get behind Gryffindor and and support this terrible personality type so I really yeah I, I agree with Andrew like I really or whoever maybe whoever said that just a moment ago let's say it was Andrew. um I really dislike that the, that she has everyone just cheer them on to just be like let's support this terrible this other terrible personality at least Slytherin owns it at least Slytherin is like yeah we suck but we know we suck and
1: like and
0: fuck you
2: (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) but Gryffindor is under the guise of like it's it's almost like uh, Voldemort versus Umbridge where where Voldemort is like obviously evil and then Umbridge is like people are like no she's sweet she's just like an old lady like what's you know yeah
0: (laughs)
1: she's
0: totally fine the only thing redeemable about her is that she likes cats Thanks so much for listening, everyone. And as a reminder, check back for part two of this conversation on Friday. Bye. The Restricted Section was created and hosted by me, Christina Kahn, based on the book series by J.K. Rowling. All music by Ryan Kahn. Logo by Michael Hardison. Technical support from Sean Watson. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Restricted Section Pod or shoot us an email at... Restricted section pod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts, feelings, complaints, conspiracy theories, or lavish praise.
3: For the life of me, I had never heard of the word boomslang before. And it talks about boomslang skin.
0: Yeah, because it's like a weird like alchemy word.
3: Yeah, it's like what it we talked about. It is actually a snake that is indigenous to Africa. Oh really? The sixth most poisonous snake in the world
1: interesting in africa gotta get those numbers up
2: yeah i was gonna say if you don't crack the top five get fucked
0: (laughs) (laughs) what are you doing at
2: me snake i'm acting a werewolf
0: (laughs) what were you saying andrew In in afrikaans oh yeah in
3: afrikaans uh the name means tree snake and they're the ones that uh, you'll sometimes see in movies that like stick out and pretend to be tree branches Clever girls. Cool, Andrew. Name one. Name one movie that has that moment. (laughs) (laughs) I believe Predator does, and Shrek does. All right, I've been put in my place. Fuck (laughs) me.
0: Wait, Shrek (laughs) one?
3: Yeah, Fiona grabs the snake out of the tree.
0: All right, oh. I'll have to go rewatch that old favorite. Oh, that's
3: right, and then blows it up into a, a balloon, ties old. it yeah, off. Shrek. Carries so it.
0: last time I watched Shrek, I was in Denver with my two best friends, and we, that's a uh, weed legal city. This is not a weed legal city, the one that I live in. And my two best friends don't smoke weed, but they were stoned out of their fucking minds in Denver on the couch, and we were watching Shrek, and my two little idiot best friends were repeating every single line and dissolving into giggles and I was just watching my high ass was just like (laughs) fucking newbies and it's just like (laughs) one of the most beautiful memories of my life